Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 92 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on a lovely Monday. Uh, I am your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And uh, as always, we like to issue out a spoiler alert before we talk about the movies, so there it is. Now let's go ahead and uh, talk about this week's film, which was my choice. Uh, this week we watched, uh, for our, uh, of course I should mention, uh, we're continuing our uh, marathon of spooky movies, horror movies, and uh, movies with sort of a horror theme, because Sterling doesn't really like horror movies, but uh, he still tries to fit in with the theme here and there. Next year he who knows what he'll show me. Maybe it'll just be some fluff to counterbalance. Um, but, uh, yeah, this week's film was uh, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. And yes, this movie's 40 years old. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, this movie came out in uh, one of the biggest summers possibly of any movie season uh, ever. Uh, this was the year of, like, E.T. and Blade Runner. This movie came out the same day as Blade Runner, which is really crazy. Both of them were financial disappointments. Um, especially this one. Um, E.T. just dominated the box office at that point. Um, and we'll kind of talk... I'll probably... Hopefully, if I don't forget, uh, we'll try to talk a little bit more about that later on and see kind of like what the mentality was uh, for audiences back then, why this movie didn't do so well. Uh, but I should probably uh, explain it. Uh, it's actually pretty simple. Um, it just revolves around a, a group of uh, researchers in uh, Antarctica and <clears throat> they uh, stumble uh, one, you know, one day a uh, <laughs> a Norwegian uh, helicopter comes in and shooting a shooting a dog. Um, <laughs> they're shooting at yeah, it's trying to shoot this dog, and um, all this sort of craziness happens, and the the Norwegians end up getting killed. Um, because, um, you know, it looks like they're kind of just threatening the camp and they, they've gone crazy. Um, and so begins this investigation, um, uh, into what happened to this other, uh, camp that's, like, on the other side of, uh, where the, uh, the camp for the, uh, United States research base is. Um... And uh, as we go along, we, found, we find out that uh, <laughs> the dog in question uh, actually isn't a dog. It is an uh, m- alien creature that uh, can imitate uh, all life forms. It assimilates and imitates all life forms and completely takes them over. Um, and uh, each individual part of it becomes its sort of... Uh, s- it, like, it is alive, basically. Um, and so, uh, 
it comes we get to see the the thing not really we don't really see its true form but we see it uh as it sort of makes these horrific body bodily transformations um which are very you know gooey and gory and it's it's all great it's all just like the heyday of like practical effects uh it's very rubbery uh uh it's just pure just like movie magic before the the digital age um it's kind of amazing that this movie came out the same day as Blade Runner because they're both sort of prime examples of great effects from that uh period of time um maybe they're dated compared to today but for that time they were pretty revolutionary and i still think the effects in this movie are really uh impressive um and the ones in blade runner especially um i would probably say are better um but yeah uh, so basically, uh, so these, this creature can just take any form. So that means anybody who you know, any anybody who's at this base, um, they could be the thing, and that's sort of the whole like impetus of uh, the film. With the just like who, who, who can you trust? Who is the thing? Who's been taken over? Who's been corrupted? Um. And yeah, like that's that's basically it. Um, it's a very simple uh, kind of setup for what is ultimately kind of a a B monster movie, but with a really like big budget. Uh, this movie it's produced by Universal Studios, so it's sort of in a way it kind of reminds me of Jaws, where. Like, that movie sort of has, like, a B-movie concept. You know, it's a very simple... It's a very simple movie, just, like, about a monster that, you know, is menacing this town, and these three guys have to go out and hunt hunt the shark. Uh, and, you know, have to bit deal with this problem. It's very simple. Um, and this movie, you know, is also just these guys... Uh, get infected with this alien parasite. It takes them over, and now it's like, who, who can you trust? So, yeah, it's like I don't know. There's sort of a strange similarity to it. Uh, this is also directed by uh, John Carpenter, who uh, was sort of making a name for himself at this point. Uh, we actually have watched uh, one of his films. Uh, probably his most famous film, the original Halloween, um, which you can listen to that. We did that for uh, one of our uh, Spooktober seasons. Uh, it was our very first, yeah, it was like a, for our first season. Um, but, uh, of course, you know, Sterling uh, hated that movie, as he hates all uh, horror movies, basically. Yes. Would you like to uh, join the conversation? Horror movies are sad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yes, Lee is right. I mean, yeah, they mostly I'm are. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't going. Like, I just don't understand the concept 
of being like, ooh, I worked all week long. Oh, my God. I am just stressed some out. Some people. I am exhausted. Some people don't look at it I want to watch. I want to relax and watch, spend an hour and a half to two hours in a movie theater, a nice, relaxed, comfy chair, bag, a bag of popcorn, a Coke, some candy, maybe an ice cream instead. And then just scream and feel horrible and just cry. I just why people go and just be like, yay, ha 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 ha. Because people oh, no. don't just Ooh. want, you know, oh oh oh, you know, the movie, you know, the romance again. I I'm not even talking the same about thing romance. About romance. I'm not even talking. Romance. I'm, go watch a Marvel movie. Go watch something. That I don't know. Makes you feel good in your heart. Nothing makes you feel like, oh. Like, no one ever leaves a movie theater going, like, that makes me feel good. You leave no. going, like, oh. Yeah, they, people want a thrill. It's like a roller coaster ride. You hate those kind. You hate the jump scares. Not all horror movies with jump scares are like that. This movie has jump scares. Yeah, kind of, yeah. This movie has multiple jump scares, actually, but... They ultimately serve a point. They're, They're not just they this is Lee's movie. It wouldn't Lee always his movies always serve a point. Lee's always got a message. No, I mean there's no real like message to this movie. You tried to sell me on one, and I was like, nah. I didn't try to sell you on anything. I just told you like that's one of the interpret. Okay, he's what Sterling is referring to is <laughs> that. Um, of course, you know, I read up on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thing is one of my favorite movies. He, ju- so he adjusted his monocle when he said that. Of course, yes. Uh, the Thing is one of my favorite movies. So I do, you know, a lot, I even before this movie, I before this uh, episode, I, uh, I knew a little bit about, like, the production and stuff like that and its reception at the time. Um, wow. I can't believe it. I just lost my train of thought. You were talking about the... Oh, shit. Darn it, because you said that, now I do. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we, wow. Give us a second, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen uh, I apologize. Um, God, what were we... I was talking about uh, not liking horror movies. Mm-hmm. And how... Oh, we're talking about... Uh, yeah, the... Re- like, you know, I looked up, like, what... Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you do research. Your monocle. Yeah, okay. So, I yeah, I was looking up, like, some of the reviews of this movie. Um, a lot of the reviews that came out at the time were just absolutely savage. What did they hate about it back then? Back then. That it was a grotesque movie that they felt like it had no plot. God, I can only imagine the movie snob farts back in the 80s and the 70s because it would have been they, the people from like the 30s and the 20s. The yeah, the who cr- smelled their own farts for every day. One of the because we deal now with like the people from like the 80s and the 70s who still smell their own farts and are still like movies now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the uh, one of the the most. Uh, striking like reviews that I ever heard, or at least like one of the like the most striking comments that a critic made about the movie was uh, he called it a a great barf bag movie. 
uh, to sh- like, oh, it's a movie that, you know, all the teenagers will show each other. So they'll dare to, like, watch it. It would be so gross. Like Back then, yeah. Uh, but Nowadays, you just have people going like, well, you don't understand is... Really, it's a metaphor for HIV during the Yes, 80s. and that was yeah. That's that was the ultimate point where I was going. I'm like John Carpenter was like snorting pounds of cocaine while writing this. I don't think he gave a fuck about well, it. He didn't write it. He was but... putting needles in his ass and fucking hookers and shit. I don't think they had even a thought of HIV. That's not what John Carpenter was doing at all. But okay. Oh, yeah. It's the 80s. I'm sure a director wasn't doing cocaine. Maybe he was, but not, I don't know. I don't know if he was doing it on the set. It was a crazy shoot. The production of this movie was actually, like, really just insane. Especially with all the effects. Um, The guy who created the effects went through a lot of shit. Because he took so long? Well, it was because... Because they're so detailed and shit? That, and it's just, like, the amount of, like, work. And sometimes things would go wrong. So they would have to do it again. And he has to remake it. And he has to, you can't, yeah, it's just like, oh, well, it's not just like ordering a pizza, you know. This is going to take like 10 hours. Yeah, if you I, just burned the wrong one. Yeah, or like the effect didn't look right. So like, oh. But <laughs> it is funny. Um, He did almost like explode the room that they were, uh, that they were working in. It was during the scene where... Uh, they're trying to revive the the guy who's like having a heart attack, um, which is an awesome scene. And uh, of course, what what happens there is that uh, one of the guys, he's kind of like a big, like kind of chubby guy. Um, there's a big like fight that happens because uh, Kurt Russell, the main, the lead uh, character in this movie, it's not his name, of course. If you don't know who Kurt Russell is, he's an actor. Um, he uh, he gets stranded out. He gets left for dead outside because they think uh, he's the thing, and then he busts in, and so there's a big scuffle. He this big kind of chubby guy gets shoved to the side, and then he's like, oh, 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 he starts having a heart attack, and then uh, uh, while the doctor is <laughs> trying to revive him with a defibrillator, his it turns out he's the thing. And his chest opens up into a giant mouth and eats his arms. Yeah. It's great. And then he goes all like thing, uh, like this thing, like this actual, like that's I guess what all you could call it, right? Uh, This creature bursts out of his chest that still has like his face, which is really creepy. Um, But yeah, during that effect, that scene when they were shooting it, uh, because of course, uh, the whole thing is is that they have flamethrowers in this movie. Yes, everyone does. <laughs> and uh they know they find out like, oh, if we burn these things, that like that that just kills it completely. So uh Kurt Russell comes in with the flamethrower and just starts blasting away. Um and during this scene, uh all of the rubber and like plastic and all the like horrible shit that they were using to make the like the goop that comes out of the creature's like neck and stuff all just like caught on fire and just created like this kind of toxic fume or like yeah these toxic fumes uh and almost like exploded the room 
And, uh, you know, the effects guy was just, like, standing there in shock. And John Carpenter was like, what are you doing, you idiot? Put it out! He's like, I'm out of cocaine! (laughs) And then, uh, the effects guy basically just collapsed from stress one day. And John Carpenter was like, yeah, you should... We should get this guy to a hospital, like, right now. And uh, they had to kind of, I think, postpone some things while they waited for the guy to come out of the hospital. Because I'm sure the guy wasn't eating or drinking. And oh, he was working insane hours on these fucking... See, this is what happens to people in Lee's movie. They get they get traumatized. They're abused. They're overworked. Oh, the, <laughs> they're, the funny thing is... is they like, faint and they have irreparable damage... Like done their souls and the hearts and their brain. Well, the thing is with with that guy, um, I watched a, a documentary, of course, about the making of this film. He seemed like uh, he kind of looks back on it with some fondness. Yeah, it was a lot of hard work, but it seemed like he was proud of it. And he's a fan of John Carpenter. Mm. He really wanted to work with him. Um, and that guy went on to do effects for a lot of other really great movies. Um, Fight Club is one of them. He does all the, like, makeup effects and gore effects in that movie. Uh, RoboCop, which I know you're like, ooh. But, um, yeah. People, I mean, movies were hard to make back then. Even, like, big budget movies of that time. This is one of the bigger budgeted horror movies of the time. I could see that. I mean, just with all the practical effects. Yeah, it was $15 million. In the 80s? Yes, in the 80s, that's a lot, yeah. When, like, slasher flicks were, like, the the craze? Especially, like, considering, like... uh, How conservative they were all back then? Considering, like, uh, Halloween, which only cost, like, I don't know, like $50,000 or something. (laughs) And it may ended up making like forty million, which is extremely you know, it was extremely profitable. Um but still, like, yeah, compared to all that, this was yeah, this was a big budget studio, uh kind and of meant to be a little bit of a blockbuster. And he's like, I'm gonna put the budget one hundred percent into the set. The effects and all that. Yeah. And I think ignore the story a little bit. The story is very simple. A lot of it. It's simple. It's as simple as you need it to be for a monster movie. That's what this is. It's just a monster movie. I don't think it has any like real like deep meaning. I definitely don't think it's a metaphor for AIDS. I think that's just like all right. We're kind of just like, I get it. Movies are art. You can sort of apply your own meaning to it. Um, but I don't know. That just John Carpenter, I think, probably laughs at that. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but the movie is about sort of paranoia and mistrust. Like that; those are the major like themes of the movie. It's not a message. It's just overall, just like you know, what if the person that you thought you knew was taken over and you didn't know it? It's a perfect imitation. Yeah. What I didn't get was when the doctor got bit, why didn't he transform? Because he just 
Well, he didn't get a chance to. They burned it, that thing, immediately. No, remember his body was tied up next to the uh, Clark who got shot in the head. I think, well, because after the blood test scene, which is, I don't want to give too much away before our favorite segment, <laughs> but it might be my favorite scene. Um, right after that, um, uh, it just kind of like flashes forward a little bit. Feels yeah, like a little bit of time has elapsed. So I, maybe I just thought like it was just like it's because it's, like, it's like the the tiniest bit, and like his hands were bitten off, which means the saliva and everything would have went into his bu- ripped up arms when he ripped them out. And then he just dies. Like they don't try to help him, or he just dies. They don't like. Well, I mean, his fucking arms were bit off from the forearms. You could have tourniqueted him at the like fucking elbows. With what? There's got to be something to do tourniquets with belts, strings. But no, he just ah, uh, he dies. Barely any blood. Ah, uh, dead. Well, it all like goes into that creature's mouth. Basically. His whole body worth of blood went into the creature's mouth within seconds. All right. There was nitpick. just some holes that I was noticing in this movie, and Lee, we'll call it nitpicking, I guess. I'm sure. God, belittle me, belittle me, belittle me. I'm just kidding. Um, but there's enough gore in this movie. Does it? Does his arms have to be like? Do they have? They to were ripped blood? off. If your arms were ripped off, there'd be like some dribble at least. I think there was. You just probably didn't see it because I know that they they put like two. The you know how they did that effect? It's kind of interesting. Um, when they uh, when the guy gets his arms like cut off, they replace the actor with a a guy who they found just found not even like a stuntman or something a guy that they found who lost like his arms at like the like the forearm basically yeah um in like an industrial accident yeah how so, are you going to find that guy as a stuntman <laughs> maybe i don't know he's a friend of somebody who worked on the crew i think they shot this movie in like alaska or something mm. um so maybe like he was somebody that they met during like like a PA met like when they were running errands or something. Like, oh wow, this guy has no arms. He could be good for the one scene, this scene that we're doing. So <laughs> they put him in the movie, and yeah, they they replace uh, the actor, right? And what they did was like he said, like John Carpenter said, they just put like tubes uh, on his like under his like arms or whatever, or just hidden somewhere like in his sleeves. And they put, like, a mask on him that kind of looked like the actor. And then that's how it was done. And there is supposed to be, like, blood shooting out of those tubes, so. Hmm. Maybe I wasn't looking. I don't remember. Because it was spooky. Well, you know, you, you were already inclined to hate this movie. Yes, because this movie broke my number one cardinal rule, dog death. Yep. And then it got ramped up. Oh, yeah. With husky dog death. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. John Carpenter can get a rod shoved up his butt because I guarantee they hurt huskies in real life, and I don't like the guy. I don't like it when there's a dog in a movie because I just think, like, oh, that dog really got abused. Like, if it's a television show, it's, I mean, I know probably, like, the dogs go the same. I don't know. I feel like. Something would have come out 
at this point. It's not like the dog died so long ago, and the both dogs. I mean, like I feel like at this point in movie history, uh, I think this is where people were starting to kind of realize, like, oh, maybe we should start treating the animals a little bit better. Yeah, because before that, they were just like going through, like they. Yeah, it's not like Mister Ed or oh my, you know what? The one where they were just feeding like French bulldogs to a lion or some shit. You know what one of the most depressing stories is? It's the story of Flipper. Hey, Flipper didn't they the go through dolphin. a bunch of flippers? No. There was one flipper, but the story of what happened after the show ended, um, it's really fucking, it's really depressing. It's really but sad. But they tried to put him in the wild and he died? No. Uh, like, I guess is they just put him in like a fucking like swimming pool. Or something, not a swimming pool, but basically just like a, big, a little a thing where tank, he just yeah. like yeah, basically just swims around in a circle all the time, and his like former trainer or whatever who worked with him on uh, Flipper the sh- the show yeah, uh, came to visit him and just noticed like how fucking like depressed this dolphin looked yeah I'm sure and the dolphin took. Like it, it dived under the water, and did not resurface. Just killed itself. It killed itself because it was so depressed. I guess overworked from being like just this, this stunt animal, um, and then just shoved into a fucking pool and forgotten about. Sea World doesn't sound so bad now, does it? Sea World basically is just the bigger version of that. Yeah, bigger. Keyword bigger. Bigger tanks. But they're still swimming around in a circle and going insane. Not getting eaten by sharks sound pretty good to me. Well, killer whales, they eat the sharks. They're the top predator, but wow. Not getting killed by humans sound pretty good to me. <laughs> humans. You don't have a Japanese guy going, science project. Right. Wow. What a what an interesting conversation. But still, I don't think it's like that, though. I don't think it's uh, like... Or like Lassie, I'm pretty sure they went through a bunch of Lassies. I know, but it's just. Uh, I know you should have known it can't. It's going. It's a bad. I mean, you were giving me a horror movie. And I'm not expecting you to like this movie. I don't care if you like these movies. I just wanna. I wanted to talk about this movie. It's spooky. Halloween season this is a spooky movie. I'm going to have to give it another one. Like, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm sure there are some spooky movies from the 80s, but the movies you showed me from the 80s so far have not been that spooky. This movie is not that spooky because the effects are good and all, but they're really cheesy and they're really fake looking. And there's some creepy parts. Like, when you can't see anything, it's more creepy. But once you start seeing it... When it's in shadow. The grossest looking one was when, like, the dog at first. When it's like, ah, its skin was all peeling off and shit. But other than that, it's just like, kind of just like, oh, a giant mouth, stomach monster mouth. Mom, mom, mom. It's just kind of, that's kind of jokey. Just turned into a giant mouth and just like, oh, God, it's got big buck teeth. It's just like ripping no, off arms. It's cool. And then, you know, the fucking... I'm not saying it's not cool. And then that giant, like, kind it's of spidery scary. creature with the guy's face on it. That was just also, like, what the fuck? It was so weird. And it's cheesy. supposed to be weird. And it's also just... Uh, the whole time, I just keep getting to tell I'm like, who are these aliens? They can fly spaceships. 
They're like good enough to be flying spaceships, but then like what kind of yeah. civilization are they? They just you rip off your nose and you got a child? Like what the fuck are they? Because yeah, every little thing is alive. Honestly, it would have made more sense for it to like come down and like a like like on a meteor or something or it would have made more sense if it was like that but then like everything was a drone and you had to find the real thing to kill it no i i like that like each individual like part of it it's like okay then you're right then if you like that then it should not be on a spaceship because i just don't feel like how could an alien civilization thrive and grow it's supposed to be this weird parasitic creature unless like or unless there was some alien race that flew the spaceships and the parasite took them over that's what i was just thinking there could be a whole backstory that you know but then it's like was trying to build a spaceship yeah it was smart enough it wanted to be into a human it wanted to go into a human body and who knows it might have acquired all of this knowledge we don't know how to make spaceships again it probably acquired all of this Knowledge from all the different creatures that it's assimilated and imitated over the years. So it might have some of their knowledge. I guess maybe. Maybe there'll eventually be another prequel. A sequel. But it'll be like the alien race one. (laughs) I don't want that. Or the aliens come to purge the thing. Uh, What do you mean? It's like taking over like half the planet, the thing of drone horrible monsters, and then... Wow, the aliens come down. And that would be yeah. I guess that would be sort of similar to uh, turn the thing into a giant action blockbuster, directed and filmed by Michael Bay. That would be terrible. That would be awesome. No, <laughs> that'd be dope. That dog. would be so awful. I can't even imagine it. Um, but that kind of uh, that kind of stuff though, it's very similar to um. What I think what this movie was going for, but that it's sort of uh, influenced by the work of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, who was the uh, sort of famous horror author from like uh, the 1900s. And yeah, all the goth girls love him. You know, he's the guy who created Cthulhu. Uh, and this movie is sort of similar in the sense that it kind of takes what his whole thing was, was that like the most powerful kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. And that's what this creature sort of represents. It's, it's completely unknowable. Like, these scientists either go mad or just die trying to figure this thing out. Well, who knows if Blair was ever mad? Hmm? Well, no. Could have been the thing the whole time. Not the whole time. But it, maybe earlier than we thought. Like, like before he got put in the shed? Yeah. Like even when he like when he's like flipping out, see that's the thing. That's the whole thing with this movie. The thing, <laughs> that's the thing with the thing is that <laughs> the, it really plays on like your paranoia. Like, who was the thing? When did they become the thing? When did that fu- the other helicopter pilot become the thing? The stoner guy. Yeah, when did that happen? Uh, maybe it happened really early on because he was acting pretty weird. You even said like, remember that scene, um. Where uh, it's right after the the dog, the dog kennel scene, yeah, and they light the thing on fire, but he comes right in and just Starts puts the fire it out immediately. Maybe, maybe 
it's because he's already taken over. But I was also like, that was weird because no one was angry at him for doing that. Because they think at that in that moment, everybody was like, what the fuck did we just see? I think you would kind of be shaken a little bit. I just don't know how you would even think like the thing would be dead. You A human wouldn't be dead if you okay. only let it cook Maybe for they like a, a second. Bit. Maybe they waited I'm not saying a human time. would be fucked up, but like... If you lit a human on fire with a flamethrower for literally one second. They're dead. No, they'd be alive. And then you put them right out. I'm not saying they'd be good, but they'd be like, they'd be, oh. They'd be a little extra crispy. But like they just, like they literally like hit the alien with fire and they're like, now put it out. So it's like fire put out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe. As he's taking his trigger off the flamethrower, they're putting extinguisher on him. They don't do that again after though. Like they fucking let. They let motherfuckers burn after that. Yeah, once they learn. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, uh... This movie was awfully suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. You're supposed to be suspicious of everybody. <laughs> and it's weird how, like, uh, there's... <laughs> this is an all-male cast. There are no, yeah. uh females except one who is the which is the voice of the chess wizard in the very beginning of the movie oh yeah it's the voice of uh, an actress named adrian barbeau who was married to uh john carpenter at the time <laughs> which is funny when uh <laughs> kurt russell pours the j and b and destroys the chess wizard after it beats him he's like cheating bitch i wonder if like i don't know because i think maybe they were on their outs or something John Carpenter is like a little slight dig. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, this movie uh, has a lot of uh, character actors, uh, some of which would actually go on to do some pretty interesting things. Of course, we have Kurt Russell. Of course. Who's just awesome. Uh, he's uh, He plays R.J. McCready, uh, the main helicopter pilot. Uh, on this research base, and he's just like, Greedy. He's just like, leave me, just leave me alone. It's Kurt Russell. He's just like, I'm Kurt Russell. Leave me alone. Let me drink my J and B. Yeah, he's he's just cool. I love him. I just love him in this movie. This is one of his definitive roles for me. No, no. Yeah, not for you, but I said no. for me. No. Okay. No. Sure. Uh, but you also have um. The actor uh, Keith David, who plays uh, Childs, uh, who I, I'm not sure if he's either he's a scientist or if he's one of the pilots, um, but you might recognize his voice uh, from a lot of different like animated series and stuff like that. He was the voice of Goliath on uh, Gargoyles, the Disney animated series. It's been so long since I watched that. He has a really silky, smooth, very deep, commanding voice. He was also the voice of Spawn for the Spawn animated series that HBO did. That a lot of people don't remember, but I remember a little bit. It's actually kind of a cool show. Okay, yeah. Wasn't anything that I like is. I'm un- just joking. This guy can't take jokes, everybody. I can't. He's just a. I have no sense of humor. He's the opposite of an impractical joker. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the characters in this movie. They're not all, 
all some of them do kind of like blend in with one another. Not all of them. Like are the really fat guy. Yeah, he's just there. But I guess that's the whole point. That yeah, because they're all so like interchangeable. He's supposed to kind of disappear. Because it's like, you're not supposed to suspect him. And then, oh my god, he's the thing. Mm-hmm. What year did you say this movie came out? 1982. Okay. Five years later, he'd do my favorite movie by Kurt Russell, Overboard. Okay. I like that movie, too. But it's not you're like... You're going to admit it's better? No, it's not. <laughs> I like I like badass Kurt Russell. He's a He's a good dad in that one. Okay. He's charming and yes. funny, even though he's a little bit of a sexist asshole. Well, that's the 80s. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's fine. But he's Kurt Russell, so it's all right. He's a sexist asshole in this one, too. I guess a little bit. Um, it's the same dude. He just he actually escaped. Oh, my God. And he went back to his family. <laughs> he never mentioned a family. Because he didn't want any of those fuckers to know about him. Yeah, he re- he makes he records that message. And what we don't uh, see is right when it like pans out, he just like sticks a uh, child's with a, f- uh, uh, a torch, like a flare, and just ah, just starts squealing, and he burns him. Burns him because he could be the thing. And that's right when the rescue helicopters come. Apparently, there was an alternate ending that was shot. There were actually multiple endings, I guess, that were shot. Um. Just to see like how they would test well with audiences, um, where uh, McCready gets rescued, I guess fuck childs, right? Good. Um, I because like I think it was alluded to that he wasn't childs anymore. Or I don't like. I feel like it's ambiguous enough to where it's or maybe like, he died, or maybe McCready wasn't was no longer, a th- or maybe they're both just like fucked. They're both still human, but they're still just stranded out in the middle. So of Childs died, and the rescue crew came and yeah, got Kurt Russell. And they do a blood test on him to see if he's the thing, and he's not. But they thought that ending was too cheesy, Weird which I would have thought, yeah, that would have been awesome. To have just Could actually end the movie with a happy thing. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. No, this movie's very bleak. Very bleak and almost nihilistic. Yeah, we're all just gonna die. And this movie's a part of uh, what John Carpenter calls like his apocalypse trilogy. Which is, they're not like all movies that like connect with each other, but they're sort of connected by like sort of like how bleak they are and they sort of how they deal with these sort of threats that overwhelm humanity. Uh, there's this movie. There's another movie which I haven't seen, called Prince of Darkness. Um, and then there's another movie which I have seen and I actually kind of enjoyed. It's called In the Mouth of Madness, which is very, very much inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. There's like straight up Cthulhu monsters in it. Um. That's a pretty cool movie. Uh, and it's actually the result... <laughs> uh, it's actually... Uh, not the result. Uh, the basis for a lot of uh, memes. Because uh, it has, like, Sam Neill 
the guy you probably know him best from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Alan Grant. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, there's scenes of him just going crazy, and there's like memes I've seen of him like just screaming in reaction to something that you know. I've never seen that. Well, maybe. I'm pretty deep in that meme culture, bro. Okay. Well, I'm not so. I see the memes that my the YouTubers that I watch. No. I'm pathetic. Um, <laughs> Poor. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I I like the sort of bleak tone that this movie goes for. Yeah, yeah, I mean, clear difference. <laughs> I don't know, like I was saying a little earlier, it just, it was, I didn't find it very scary. Like I feel like you like an audience from the eighties. I, I can mean, see an audience. I don't in the show 80s. these movies to really like. I'm not showing. I'm not even really in trying to scare you, all that much. Like, I just, I like horror movies. You know, and obviously I have a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, it's. It, I just don't. I, I I don't really get why you like this movie that much. Because this movie sort of ticks a lot of boxes for me i get that you like it that's clear but i don't get why you like it so much because it because it has a lot of things that i really love but like really like kurt russell other than that i like good scenes like i like the scene with the the gary guy go like get me when he says like get me out of this fucking chair (laughs) I don't want to spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. But then, yeah. like the rest before that movie, before that, the whole the whole movie, he just looks like this. Oh, because he's just like he's supposed he was originally like the lead guy. That he was the one who had the keys, the gun. Uh, but then shit started popping off, and he was just like, I, I I can't handle this. Here you go, Kurt Russell. Yeah, once uh, they started suspecting him. Um, so, I mean, everybody, again, that sort of goes into the whole, like, interchangeability thing. And that's, and maybe that's another uh, kind of theme, I guess. Individuality. Kurt Russell is the most human out of all the, I guess, out of all of these characters. He's the one who has probably the most personality. That's why he becomes the leader. That's why, because he has, like, the most charisma. Yeah. And that's why he's the hardest to take down. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm thinking of these things as a, as well, a I mean, if it been If Childs could have been a little quicker, Kurt Russell would have been killed. Wait, what? Because remember, they, when they suspected him, the, the thing would have won then. Oh, yeah, if... Um, they weren't able to if they were able to actually keep him from coming back into the into the he facility. Would have froze to death. Yeah. And instead he gets in and he threatens to blow them the fuck up with dynamite. I mean it's pretty a, badass. I'm not gonna deny Kurt Russell's a badass in this movie. I'm not saying anybody else is a badass in this movie. Again, that's what makes him stand out. All these other nerd it seems like if 
all these scientists were left to their own devices, they would all just be dead or turned into the thing. They would the- all just fled to their rooms and hid there until it was over. Either being killed or the thing escapes. Yeah, basically. Or both. I mean, it would take them all over, so it basically would kill them all. Yeah, but it's like, did it need to take them all over? I guess it just, it can't survive, like, outside of human. Again, this, it's a I thing that's unknowable. Is it one thing, or is it, a, is it, like, how smart is it? I, I think. I wish we would have gotten a little more info from the alien ship itself. I don't know. I just, I like the whole idea of it just being, like, this unknowable thing. It also doesn't make any sense to me that they have absolutely no contact to the outside world. I get it's Antarctica and all that shit, or it's supposed to be and everything, and it's hard. And I get like, oh, we lost contact with stations three, four, and five. But like, you have no way to contact the outside world? Come on. There's no way we would just let, like, just come on. There's nothing, no this way to contact. The, this was the 80s. They didn't really 82, think it. but like, I don't know. It just seems a little and crazy. Because what happened if something happened? Well, they have a scene where they say, like, we've been trying to reach all of the radio stations that are around us. We're getting nothing. But does that mean the thing killed all of those people? I don't know if it's even... Because there's a me- storm, remember? Yeah. So I think the storm might have fucked with communications and stuff. I don't know. There's just a, oh shit. There's just oh no. A lot of <laughs> stuff that isn't I don't know, just it's underexplained. Certain things And it yes. makes me just I, confused I while think, I'm watching it. I wasn't scared because I'm trying to think of like what? And I'm too distracted trying to think of like how is this or I'm just I don't know, I'm trying to think about the back, like the story, like, well, how did it, because it just starts. And I get yeah. it, it's like, that's, you like that. It's like, it just starts popping off. And it's like, okay, cool. But like, what the fuck's happening? Like, like, it's pretty easy to tell what's happening. This is creature. Not at first. At first, they're just shooting a dog. If I didn't know going into it, like with you, why would I think that, like, I, I would have just thought those were like poachers or something. Well, that's the thing. It's like, why would they be shooting at this dog? Yeah. The movie has to unravel. It likes to gradually explore these things. And yes, you don't get like a full origin story for the alien. You don't get any. I like that. I like it being this unknowable thing that drives all of these so-called if scientists. Anything, and the only brilliant message minds that it could have been was was like climate change. Because climate change. Because the thing had been frozen for a hundred thousand years, and it got def- like freed because the if they remade it now. But I th- I'm pretty. F- I feel like they mentioned that they're like, oh yeah, because of like the heating of the planet. Like, if- I don't know if because no. the alien only woke up because it got warmer and it got freed. Its spaceship had been trapped for a hundred thousand yeah, years. The other camp that kind of found it, they used dynamite and blew a hole. Yeah, woke it up. Froze it, yep. So maybe that's why I think that it possibly, yeah, just assimilated a creature that could 
fly or had space travel and uh, somehow made it to Earth. It doesn't matter. What? Why did it come to Earth? Who cares? Do you really? Does it? Do you need that explanation? A little bit. If it's gonna start taking over the planet, maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't want to get here. Maybe it like crash landed here on accident. Well, then got how did stuck it in ice. Built the space station spaceship. It's this weird thing that if it rips its nose off, all of a sudden the nose is its own sentient, like own thing. The head separates and then turns into a spider thing. <laughs> but they said that like any part of it, like the blood, the blood came alive blood tank, and was yeah. became a, a its own being. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this thing? It's a thing. It's the blob. No, it's kind of. I'll blob. show you the the '80s version of the blob. I've seen that, but it's kind of like the blob. Not Just mini form. Not really. It just keeps coming. Not exactly. And just I, I just hate how stupid people are in horror movies. Because you have to have stupid people to get well, to keep the movie going. Mm-hmm. But like in the end, like uh, when Gary died, that that made sense. He's setting it up, he's not really paying attention, and he gets killed. Okay, yeah, that one makes sense. Yeah, he gets but his, then like, the, the, the cook fingers put through his yeah, face. Yeah, the cook <laughs> black guy is just like, huh? What? doesn't say anything here's strange noises there's a monster clearly out there he has no flamethrower where'd all the flamethrowers go that everyone (laughs) had before they didn't bring him and then he just go he's just gone yeah that was a little dumb i will say and kuro's like what oh no everybody's dead (laughs) yeah well i mean do you want to start our uh our favorite segment or some questions 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 for lee for me not this week questions for star no, <laughs> all right questions for lee time everybody <laughs> lee That's what the creature sounded like yeah sorry <laughs> it did sound like that that was stupid i was kidding it was creepy a little bit um mm-hmm. when did you see this movie is this a uh, childhood movie for Lee? Not like a childhood movie, but a movie I saw in my like teens. Probably when I was like, mm, like thirteen or something. Did you seek it out? I believe I did, because mm. I heard so much mm. about it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, this movie just it hits all the right things for me. I love a good. Old-fashioned monster movie. Um, a good, simple, like, monster movie. With fun- good it's, practical it's, effects. It's and- funny because in the 80s, they wouldn't have thought this was a good old monster movie. No, they hated it. They're like, this is nothing like the monster movies we have. And I like classic monster movies from, like, the 30s, like the Universal monster movies and King Kong and... Godzilla from the 50s. I like that kind of stuff. I like monster movies just in general. I grew up with that with that stuff. Um but this in terms of yeah, like this is a great 80s monster movie. Uh this just has all the hallmarks. Great practical effects. John Carpenter, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Um I think yeah, it's just I liked it from the get-go 
I knew I was going to like it as soon as I, like, heard about it and saw, like, a trailer of it and saw, like, pictures of, ooh, look at the creatures. Those look like cool creatures. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can, yeah, this... You would have just seen the practical effects and been like, I'm Lee Drool. I like puppets and animatronics and stuff like that. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Hmm. Ooh. Would you say this is your favorite Kurt Russell movie? Wow. I love almost everything he's done with uh, John Carpenter, except for Escape from L.A. That movie can fuck off. That one's a fun romp. That's terrible. It's so bad. Just like compared to the first one. Well, you can't compare them. Uh, yeah, yeah. One's a serious kind of dark sci-fi action movie from the 80s, and the other one is a basically it's like Batman and Robin. This is silly camp fest. Sounds awesome. What? They're surfing, and it, it looks awful. There's a basketball scene, which I guess is... No. It's iconic. No, it's terrible. Iconic. <laughs> no, it's what terrible. are you saying? No, there's one cool scene where, like, he's, like, in a Mexican standoff, and he, like, throws a can. He's like, oh, right, when the can hits the ground, we can shoot. And he throws the can up, and then he fucking just guns them all down before the can hits the ground. That's cool. But that's the only fucking cool moment in the movie. The rest of it's awful. Come on. You don't like that he helps a third world nation, like a third world nation armada invade America? And then he fucks everybody over at the end. the planet, yeah. Just takes away our electricity. (laughs) He just completely fucks everybody over. It's like, all right. That's our hero, everybody. (laughs) Billions will die now. It's like, it doesn't, that's something the Snake Plissken from the first movie would have done. Because he basically does, like, they're basically the same movie, except the Escape from L.A. has a bigger budget. Yeah. And it's sillier. (laughs) Because they're like, we gotta get some, like, of the more raunchy families in here. Um, And then. Older teens. But, yeah, fuck that movie. Rude. But uh, I love Escape from New York. I don't know. I guess that's probably not my favorite Kurt Russell movie. But I do think that's one of his definitive roles. I know roles. what your favorite is. The first Fast and Furious that he appeared in. Yep. You got me. Isn't he just... He's so memorable he's as that, Guy with in suit. Yeah. <laughs> guy in suit. He, like, talks to Vin Diesel. And, and like, gets him like... I got a I, job for you. And he's like, I got you some Coronas. Then he gets us some Coronas. <laughs> yeah, the ever yeah. so memorable role of guy in suit. He's mm. been in like every movie since. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you gotta make that he's money. Be- he's son. become part of the family. The family. Oh my god! Why is this? Why are they still making movies? Stop it! They're making another. They make a tenth one. Yeah, you're gonna be on Fast Ten. Who would have thought? This series been going on for twenty years. Who would have thought? From the first Fast and Furious, where it's a cop trying to break up like a gang of people robbing like VCRs. <laughs> Insanity. To they're in space now. What they're like drive around in space. <laughs> God. Getting caught, yeah. like caught by like hypersonic, like 
Jets so, bombers. Oh my God, so ridiculous. Flying in the stratosphere. Uh, okay. But, um, yeah. Escape from New York. Fuck you. I love Big Trouble in Little China. That movie sucks. That just breaks my heart that you don't like, I like that movie. I like The Thing more than I like Big... Or that's, little, that's crazy. Uh, hot fire fart garbage. Wow, that's... Because that movie was just... I just... Heart I just garbage? Remember, I remember... I hated it. I know you did. I didn't last the entire it, time. It made my soul very sad. I was sad. just like... It made my soul very can't sad. can't see my face, but I'm dead right now. I was like, wow. How can you not like this movie? It's it's sh- so I thought fun. I'd love it. So much fun. It's not at all. Kurt Russell, like you don't like the fact that Kurt Russell's not the the actual hero of the movie. He's a bumbling sidekick, essentially. Dumb, dumb, like because they make it seem like he's the cool badass, but he's not. That's the problem with the marketing, not with the movie. I don't give a fuck. I was watching it to watch a badass Kurt Russell, and then I get a. He's great in that movie. Still though, he's got some awesome lines in that movie. Shit. Movie. I can't even remember most of it. I just remember being angry the whole time. Well, the plot is. Not really that garbage. Uh, it's just all about like the cool '80s effects and stuff. No, like it's that. fucking looks ridiculous, and it's just insanity, and it's just a lot of and flashing just, lights. Breaks, honestly, that breaks my heart because Big Trouble in Little China is one of my favorite garbage. movies. I love that movie. Garbage. Uh, and then, I hate movies that fucking put the the big actor on the front. To make you think that he's the main person, and the movie starts like, "Oh no, we just did that because he's the only well, reason you can't see this." That wasn't John Carpenter's choice. I, I didn't say like, John Carpenter. I said Little Big China. And that's dumb kind of. Folk. It's also. I'm not saying this about you, but it's also a little bit, slightly racist because the main character of that movie is is the Asian guy. Is yeah, the, and they don't show him. Yeah, it's really fucked up. He's like not even on the cover. That's a really fucked up thing in the marketing. It's just like the movie. They knew they couldn't have sold the movie about him. I don't know. And you loved it. I really like it. I really love that movie a lot. Mm. Um, Says a lot about you. (laughs) Says a lot about me. Just saying. I like goofy, really like goofy surreal movies. You hate. You love Asian hate. When that hashtag stop Asian ha- hate started, Lee started his own hashtag, keep Asian hate going. It always ha- you always had to just paint me as the bad guy. Well, Say goodnight to the bad guy. You're the one who showed me that movie. So you are a bad guy. Because <laughs> you hated it. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I think this is my favorite role of Kurt Russell's. This is the one I immediately kind of think about. This or Escape from New York. Or Big Trouble in Little China. But, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I'd say this is my favorite. Okay, 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 okay. Well, I know you're already, like, jonesing at the bit to say it, but what was your favorite scene? Ooh, 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 ooh. The blood test scene. Uh, This... I just think it's such a really well-crafted scene, honestly. Because there's, there's a lot of suspense, because it's like, again, you like he, you don't know who the thing is. He has these guys tied up together. So any if any one of them is the thing, like they're like right next to it. Sorry. It scared me. Um, so like, who knows what will happen. 
Um, and in that scene, oh, it doesn't seem like that great of a plan, but it's. A, I guess when you're like kind of like just no other options, you gotta be able to fucking prick their blood somehow. Which is that one dude is just like slicing the guy's thumbs open. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, whoa! How much blood did you need? You need to pour out the. And he whole does it to thing. himself too, which is funny. And then he just gets slobbered all over and dies. <laughs> one of the weaker effects, yeah. One of the weaker effects of the movie. Yeah, it just looks so ridiculous. But it's just a really just yeah, it's a really great idea, and it's creepy when he says like, you know, I found I, I realized that you know, each. Indiv- this creature, you know, breaks off into individual parts. It's like, how do you defeat that? Yeah, without like just tactical nuking the whole place to f- ensure you vaporized everything. And so, you know, and he's like, you know, when a man bleeds, it's just tissue. And blood from one of you things, it'll try to survive. Because uh, he gets the idea to uh, put a hot needle against uh, everybody's blood. To see if uh, it'll actually it'll react. Um, you know how they do it in the new one. Do you know? Yeah, I read the wiki. How they do they, it? They uh, they realize that the thing can't incorporate inorganic ter- uh, material. Mm-hmm. So if uh, they have they look up the dental records and you're if you're supposed to have fillings and you don't, they know you're the thing. Wow. Interesting. So anyways. <laughs> Least favorite movie, The Thing Part 1. The Thing prequel from 2011. Remember that? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, did John Carpenter do that one? Nope. Had nothing to do with it. That's fun. He doesn't make movies anymore, really. Oh, he good. uh, good He mostly does music now. Ugh. He does the music for the new Halloween movies. His music is really great, actually. Um, he actually he he's not credited on the score for this movie. Uh, the credit actually goes to any uh, Ennio Morricone, who is uh, one of the most famous composers, um, who's made a lot of really great film music. Uh, the famous "Good, the Bad, and the Ugly" theme. <laughs> <laughs> responsible for that. Um, he does the music for this movie, and it basically just sounds like a John Carpenter score. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's his score. Just dun, dun. For like 40 minutes straight. Dun, dun. Um, yeah. Dun, dun. It's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a creepy theme, though. I, and I like a lot of the, the synth, like, synthesizer music in this film um but yeah he uh so they're doing the blood test scene and uh it, it's drawn out so long oh god <laughs> and it's just like you're sort of just when i was first watching it i was like like fuck <laughs> it was like four hours what long. no it's not it's almost a little over two hours Ugh. for me it goes by really quickly um, it doesn't feel like it's two hours at all. I felt it. You don't like these types of movies. Just like how I didn't like Twilight and how that felt like that went on forever. Nah. 
It was a hot skip in the flash. And you're like, we were just at the wedding and I was crying. No, 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 no. You're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, just like when uh, we find out who the thing is. It's really great because it cuts to that guy. He kind of has like this look on his face like, oh, oh, they found me. Because <laughs> once they start testing his blood. Because they, they try to like direct you into the direction that Gary is the thing. Yes. The lead, the the older the guy. The husky guy. Yes, Clark. More him than Gary. Yeah, he was a definite red herring because he was around the dogs. Which you know, yeah, all that also made you think like, why weren't wasn't it, why wasn't he changed? I don't know. That is interesting. Maybe the dog never licked him. Mm. He did lick that one guy in the beginning, like when he get to the camp. Yeah, Bennings, who eventually gets taken over, and that's a cool scene. When he's just getting like fucked by all these tentacles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just great. Um, just that <laughs> just great that whole yeah that whole like blood test scene and like when it, he, the guy turns and his face is just like his eyeballs are like popping out his face is like kind of sucking in oh man I just love it but there is kind of a weak effect when he eats that one dude the the guy with the fro oh yeah. Uh, the one guy who like he's the first guy to kind of get the uh, the blood test, like his blood is the one that's tested first. Yes, yes. And as soon as uh, he's okay, Kurt Russell just gives him a flamethrower. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, all right, here's a flamethrower. You get a flamethrower. I trust and you. And they just start passing them out like they're little pieces of paper. <laughs> yep, it's funny when they first like establish the flamethrowers when the the dogs are going crazy, and uh. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Keith David is, you know, it's, yeah, it's Keith David. He's, like, getting his shit ready. He's, like, wondering what the fuck's going on. And then the guy, the bald guy comes out, and he's like, Mac wants the flamethrower. And he's like, what? Mac wants the what? (laughs) You're like, they read, like, the journal of the, whatchamacallit, the 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 Norwegian scientists, yeah. They're not Swedish. I know, it's the Jogli. They call them Swedes in the movie. I think, yeah, it was... Uh, Kurt Russell Kurt kept calling them Swedes. And the other like, guy's like, they're Norwegian, McGrady. <laughs> like, well, you really want to go out there and save those crazy Swedes? Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the blood, the blood test scene. It's pretty spectacular. Well, then it might be harder for you, but since you love this movie so much... What's your biggest complaint about it? Ah, actually, this is not going to be as hard as you think. Because I have a criticism, and it's actually kind of a major one. And it's one that I've always sort of felt. Um, I, n- I always kind of wanted to be like, ah, well, no, maybe I'm not seeing something. But watching it again... Right after the blood test scene, right after, you know, they test Gary, and he's like, I'd rather not spend the winter time to this fucking couch. Yeah. Um, right after that, I feel like the movie kind of just, like, burns itself out. Like, it just feels like 
we're kind of just going through the motions. We're kind of just like rushing to the climax. Um, and it just like, I don't know. I don't really get the same feeling out of it that I get. Yeah, because everything starts happening. And you're just like, you're so, at that point, you're kind of just overwhelmed. Yeah, because I feel like, I get what you mean. It feels like by that point, they were going so slow that he was like, oh shit, this movie's going to be nine hours long. And the studio yeah. was like, speed it up. Yeah, it's a slow And he had to rush the like last 30 minutes. Because yeah. th- then he's like, "Oh yeah, and Blair, up, uh, uh, he's just he's the thing." And then and he's a big monster at the end. And like the whole time, but like also like how how quick did it like uh, could it dig that tunnel? Like what the fuck? How long was Blair? Was it? Oh, see, yeah, that's that's why. Yeah, it's a little flawed that part of the movie. I feel like yeah, not the the other uh, black guy, the guy on the the roller skates, Nalls. He just wanders off randomly for just because they were like, we got to kill him. We just got to We got to end this. He's and they just and the thing is, uh, the way that they that how uh, McCready defeats the thing is really just kind of like, oh, he just blows it up. He tells the thing, fuck you. Yeah, and he blows, blows it up. up. But then you get the whole ending like, did he really kill the thing or I child? like I like that scene. I like the, the ending where they're like. Well, you know, I kind of lean towards they were both human, mm-hmm. just because if one of them was the I thing, do too, honestly, they would have just transformed and ate him. And he and Kurt Russell, I think, even has a line like, "Well, you know, if you were the thing right now, you probably would have transformed." And then Childs is like, "Well, I don't think we're in shape. Either of us are in shape to do anything right now. They're both just done, unless that's the thing being cheeky, and being it's going into hibernation." And Childs is the one with the flamethrower. Who knows? Him and McCready have had tension the entire movie. Maybe he burned him. Even if he wasn't the thing. Just to make sure. He was willing to sacrifice McCready several times. Just to make, you know, I don't care if we're wrong. He's like (laughs) the one guy with the fro. He's like, what if we're wrong? He's like, well, then we're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. So... Gotta do the greater good. The greater good. But yeah, that whole part. And there are some effects in the movie that eh, don't quite hold up. Especially, uh, actually in that blood test scene when the guy with the fro gets eaten. You just tell it's fucking dummy puppet. It's so like, yeah. oh. oh man. After all, though, they, they really lost the budget there. And then there's a scene where, like, the thing, they light the thing on fire, and he runs, like, busts through the fucking wall, and it's like, how, like, was there, like, no insulation in this fucking research space? I was just like, is the wall made of paper? Yeah, like, this is supposed to keep out, like, negative 100 degrees, and, like, just... How are you all warm right now? What kind of kick-ass heating system do you guys got going on in here? It is, yeah, it runs through a wall like it's made of... Like, all, everything would be, like, metal and, like, crazy and, like, yeah, reinforced. Like, and that was a little ridiculous. Um, But, yeah. And I guess, even though I think it's part of, like, what the movie is about, I do think, yeah, some of the characters are a little, like, just like flat. Yeah, they're just there. Uh, just to be bodies. 
It's like a mo- like if they had been a little bigger movie, they would have just been extras. A little bit, yeah. Um, but again, I think that kind of goes with like what the movie is about, which is the idea of like you know anybody, any of these just regular people uh, be can be the thing, um, and that Kurt Russell really kind of stands out from all of them and has the most sort of like charisma because he's Kurt Russell. I mean his. Character too, I feel like has just like everybody see, like you know it's like basically just Kurt Russell. <laughs> I don't know. Kurt that. Russell basically plays Kurt Russell in every movie. Sure, but if you like, if you remember, like you had that one scientist guy who was like the assistant to Blair, the one with the glasses. He kept going to McCready because he was the one who, who he like trusted. Well, that the guy most. was also a bitch. <laughs> really. I feel like he was a total. He was like, I don't know if I could do it. I can't do it without the Then he just burned himself alive. Like was, and then it was like never even clued. Was he being hunted by the thing? Did he just burn himself because he panicked? Probably. Why would you just stop water if you're such like if you're so scared? Why would you just wander into the fucking snow? Mm. There is a scene. Uh, there's an alternate version of that where apparently. He gets murdered by the thing, and uh, he gets impaled with like a shovel huh. up against the door. I guess been... they didn't want to make it so like slasher. Yeah, it would have been a little ridiculous. Like, what <laughs> is Michael Myers here now? Oh, so like, why didn't you just simulate him? Why'd you murder him? See, that's why it doesn't make sense. So that's why it makes more sense that he like burns himself. I guess. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's not a perfect movie. I'm not going to say that. Why not? <laughs> uh, all right, Lee. Well, what, um, what's your rating? Oh, boy. We're at that point. Mm-hmm. We have to wrap it up. Um, I, I adore this movie. Uh, this movie just has uh, just a charm to it. You know, with the, with all of its you know its gory, rubbery effects, Kurt Russell in his prime, John Carpenter in his prime. Um, I think this is probably John Carp my favorite John Carpenter movie, for sure. Um, wow, a rating, a rating for John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, one thing I guess I didn't mention was that this movie's actually a remake. Oh, it is? I didn't know that. Yes, it's a remake of a movie from the 1950s called The Thing from Another World. Um, they're both based off of the same short story, which is called Who Goes There, which was written in the 1930s. And apparently this version, the 1980s version, is more faithful than the 50s version. Uh, the 50s version <laughs> doesn't really have a shape-shifting monster. It has a vegetable creature, which <laughs> he looks like a big Frankenstein type <laughs> of monster. It's like, okay. I like movies from the 50s, and I even like kind of 50s monster movies, but even that, that's just like, all right. I'm good. <laughs> this is a lot cooler to me. <laughs> um... I I'm gonna give it 
you'll probably hate me. And you're probably going to go, sheesh. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Sheesh. Oh, I get it. I mean, the way you were talking up, it'd be, it'd be weird if you're like, eh, 7 out of 10. Like, <laughs> what? But I would have been weird. like, sheesh, if you gave it a 10 out of 10. I would have been like, slap you upside the head. Been like, it's almost there. Lie. For me, for my personal yeah, no, taste, it's an, if it's if it's a nine out of ten, then it's closer to a nine than do ten. But um, I'm just kidding. Um, Alrighty, Sterling, let's hear it. How much did you hate it? Well, obviously, dog dies. Sat, don't like. Multiple dogs huskies die. die. Don't like. Multiple guy who killed huskies that weren't turned did not get gutted. He had blowed up. Clark should have gutted him. Yeah, he got blown up when he was a giant monster. He wasn't even Blair anymore. But, like, I wanted yeah. to see him get it gutted by Claire over the dogs. And uh, just Cl- or Clark. Yeah, just or Clark. Cl- Clark was yeah, just. Blah, blah, blah. He was just, he's like, he was so attached. And he was so sad by death. And he's like, no, I don't really care. Yeah, he wanted to kill McCready more. <laughs> yeah, just, I guess he started caring about, like, just living, but. I don't know. I hated him. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Wow. Really? Well, I didn't like it. Definitely didn't like it. I didn't think you would. In general, it was just kind of meh. Okay. That's why I can't even go like super super passionate on it because I just don't really have a feeling about it one way or the other. Yeah, I'm gonna have to just give it a solid four. Cause I mean, Kurt, it's cool, but just like a whole not not a lot of whole ha- not not a whole lot happens. It is a very slow movie. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that is to me important that just you know you're just supposed to be like ah. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like a lot of this movie you're just supposed to go like, it just is. And you're like, okay. It's a spooky alien thing, maybe. Like, okay, all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Four. <laughs> Four. All right. That's uh, kind of what I figured. I thought I'd hate the dog deaths more, but I just didn't watch it. And then it, like, you didn't pay attention to it. You know that scene's really cool too. Yeah, that's a dumb piece the of shit. The dog scene. kennel scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lee likes dog murder. Everybody like. I don't like dog murder. Yeah, you said it was cool. The way I it was... saw parts of it, it wasn't really that cool. Watching huskies get melted. Come on. No. The effects are pretty cool. Oh, let me melt your dog. It's how cool you look. Okay, but that's bunch like... of mutts that look like Sandy is getting burned into a tar pit and you'd be like oh is this awesome oh, it's because there's a message about hey HIV no it's not <laughs> no leave a message man um, I love dogs I don't know it doesn't seem like it I've seen a lot of dog murders in your movies because I can move past that and I know in real life the dog wasn't really hurt I don't think that's true but okay Oh, the dog. One other thing is that 
that main dog that we see in the very beginning that it's is cool the dog. thing. It's a wolf dog. It's a cool wolf puppy. It's pretty small for a wolf dog, too. And apparently the, the guy that who plays Clark uh, spent a lot of time with it because uh, he was supposed to kind of... He spent time with all the dogs, I think. Yeah, because he's supposed to be the guy who's taking care of the dogs. Um, and he said, like, everybody was always a little skittish around it because it was it, it never attacked anybody. It seemed real well-trained. It's extremely... I think it was, it's one of the best animal actors I've ever seen because when it sits down in that in the pen... And it like goes into like thing mode. It's so creepy because it just starts staring at the wall. Well, because I, but all I think it's looking. At it's a probably piece looking of bacon. at or like a laser pointer or something. Or a piece of bacon or something. But still, it's a creepy shot. The dog has a really cool look. Well, all I think about it, cute puppy until it starts turning into a monster. Its skull falls out. Ugh. That part's awesome. Dumb its face opens up. Um, no, I'll stick with the fucking, I guess, the different before. Um, but okay, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of that. Put that behind me. I don't ever have to watch that again. And Lee, luckily enough, doesn't like the new one, so I'll never have to watch it. Yeah. But next week, we have a movie that Lee is actually a little excited for, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sterling is... This is a movie that I can't believe Lee never saw. It's a movie I saw when I was a kid. I've enjoyed it. I didn't always super hate. I never liked horror movies, but I, I monster movies you can kind of separate from horror because it's like, oh, it's a monster. It's not just like a, a guy chopping teens up. I don't really like that kind of stuff. I don't like to see kids getting killed that much or yeah hot teenagers it's just like uh, i don't like that i'm not a huge fan like of that monsters stuff like killing stuff like i like giant crocodiles eating people lake placid yeah that's a good movie <laughs> uh jaws things like big Gross monsters jaws. are pretty okay like the thing you could be like well was the thing of big monsters? it's like it was but it wasn't like that for most of the movie and it was trying to be like more humanoid than anything and i, I don't know Things that are like taking it's more us of like over. a body horror movie. I don't like things that are just taking over, like human. I don't like that. Like, like I'm Team Human, <laughs> and it just when Team Humans lose in that bad, I don't like it. Um, but yes, I'll be showing next week an actual spooky movie for horror, spooky spooky month, Tremors. Um, Yay! It's a classic film, Kevin Bacon. It spawned like. Ten trilogies, or ten sequels for some reason. It's crazy. And a uh, TV show, I'm sure. Yes, it did have a TV show for a minute. I remember watching the television show. Um, it was all wow. CGI, and it was really bad looking. Boo! Well, if it's a television show, like, once you see the, 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 like, the, the television show would have been the most expensive television show in all of it. Then don't even do it as a TV show. Fuck. Uh, money. Well, he doesn't remember that money. Not like I just really hope Twelve Guys in Wisconsin like this movie. <laughs> like, just like, Twelve. As guys. long as one guy likes my movie, something no directors ever sent and actually meant. As long as one person likes my movie, it's like all right, have fun with your top. Or it, a lot of them say I made this movie for me. It's like that's good. You have no money because <laughs> no one saw your movie in every studio. And I was like. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> There's 40,000 directors a year. <laughs> you don't like personal in... filmmaking? No. Make it for an audience. You don't need your vanity project. Vanity project. This is my greatest piece of film art. Yeah, I made 12 bucks. Fuck you. It doesn't matter about the money. You know who says that? People don't make money. <laughs> like failed artists say that. <laughs> All right. Yes, we'll be watching Tremors. Uh, this is an extra long spooky month, I guess. Lee gets his one more spooky film, the actual Halloween movie. After that, but we'll see what that is. I'm sure he'll actually try to make me poop my pants. But then we have Thanksgiving. All right, everybody. Hit us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you have a great day, a great week. Um, please hit that uh, like. Uh, please rate, review, and share the podcast. It helps us out so much. We really could use some reviews, some ratings. Let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. Give us some film suggestions of future films that maybe one of us would like and you'd like to see us talk about and, uh, and fight about and debate. Um, and fart. Yes, Lee is uh, a, a real barbarian. Let's say that. Maybe an alien barbarian. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> um But yes, please follow us on Instagram. It's not the worst movie or podcast. Uh, you'll find our... our personal podcast or instagram's link there i got a instagram go to my instagram bio you'll find my tiktok my dog's tiktok my dog's instagram i got all that good millennial shit go follow me out everything um real helps out everybody helps out me helps out you i don't know why but it does um but we hope you enjoyed the episode everybody and we hope you have a great week diabetes <laughs> And we forgot about that diabetes.